Welcome to Z-Code Sports Betting Podcast, your place where insider secrets, tricks, and systems are revealed to help you become a successful sports investor. Let the show begin. Hey guys, Jake here again. And in this episode, I'm pretty happy to present to you Mete, who joins me for the second time. We are going to be talking about her systems and the changes that she has made over the past few months since the previous podcast. So without further ado, let's crack straight into the first question. Hey, Mete, recently I've noticed something new and I guess behind every avatar there is a personality and you've recently changed yours. Is this part of your rebranding with the rabbit in the hat? What is the story behind it? As I feel there's definitely one. Yes, there's absolutely a story. Well, after I joined the C code, I kind of felt that what I did was, um, well, I always did that, uh, going down that rabbit hole, digging deep into the data and kind of, yeah, rabbit like <laughs> going down the rabbit hole. Uh, sometimes I was uh, not active uh, at the wall, just taking some time off and really going crazy with my data. And then, then I appeared having some new findings. And then uh, also the, the hat, a place I worked at uh, some years ago in a data and analysis department. I had a colleague and he at a seminar, he was uh, showing this PowerPoint about a model he made and then suddenly you just see that picture of that magic hat with stars coming up because <laughs> that was the way, easy way to describe what happened <laughs> in the in the model and i thought it was such a good picture of what we were doing <laughs> so when i found this avatar with the with the rabbit and a hat i just knew this that this is me and i can also see that you started naming the systems after the whole rabbit personification kind of took that uh, persona to my heart uh, like you you remember captain sportsal mm. with the pirate theme <laughs> so I, I i thought it was very very funny to embrace that rabbit and and it just went crazy from there and i have i have a lot of fun with it <laughs> saying stuff like let us carrot on <laughs> and i just uh, instead of money i i get carrots and uh, and and when i lose it's a fox and uh, well, and then I searched the internet for pictures of rabbits. I don't have rabbits myself. And there's a rabbit for every occasion. You can find a, a bunny with a whiskey bottle. You can find a bunny that's having a party or dressed like Santa Claus or a detective. It's crazy. <laughs> it's definitely a lot less dramatic to win or lose carrots than it is to actually say the amount of money you've either won or lost. But either way, moving on, I've recently read that you utilize a huge range of bookmakers and it's not just one or two. You have a list of bookmakers that the list literally goes on and on and they include the likes of Pinnacle, Bet365, Bet for Sportsbook, Common, Unibet, NordicBet and you utilize the clones of these websites as well. So by clones, basically it's the, the sister companies which... Obviously, the website looks pretty much the same, same format. It's just a different name behind it. Is this simply because you don't like to put all of your eggs into a single basket? Well, first of all, first of all, uh, when I'm using a book with a Danish license, then my money is secure. And uh, I think Pinnacle is pretty solid too. So it's not an egg thing. 
Uh, and I started with all these bookmakers because my whole bidding uh, adventure started with the uh, bonus hunting. So, of course, you take on a lot of books. Mm. And, uh, well, then some of them I, I still keep because they're good. So, it's more for, for me, it's more um, a way to, to get value, to find value because books are different. They have different odds. And, uh, and then some, some books now, they limit me like Unibet. They are really nasty to me. So, they are, they are going out. I sometimes use uh, their odds for for my picks, but I don't place it because I can't I can't place anything. But they have good odds, so I, I use it for the picks. I'm definitely surprised by Unibet that they have limited you. Yeah, well, well, can you do right? <laughs> <laughs> they are kind of like a monopoly in, in their own sense. Yeah, well, Pinnacle is always good, and Bet Three Six Five is good, and. Uh, Betfair was nasty to me a few years ago, but now they loosened up. Have you tried using the trading platform on Betfair? Yeah, I, I used to, to trade tennis, and but, you know, timing with tennis wasn't good when you have a child. You, you cannot call the, the daycare and say, sorry, rain delayed. <laughs> Coming in a few hours. <laughs> so, but mostly I forget to check the, the exchange. You have to do all these calculations to take out the commission and so just get messy. I suppose the only real advantage of exchange is definitely the fact that they wouldn't limit you in the first place. No, 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 of course. But then you you need someone to uh, offer. Uh, I, you, you never know how much you can put targeting uh, small markets mostly. Regardless of that, I think you have picked up bookmakers that definitely offer the most amount of value and, you know... Pinnacle, Bet365, Betfair, come on. These bookmakers are definitely very reputable bookmakers. And I really like the fact that you're using Nordic Bet as well. I'm guessing it's probably because of the region you're in. But it's not a bookmaker that is mentioned very often. And I think it should be utilized far more frequently because of the amount of markets they offer, but also really, really, really high odds on markets. Yeah, I often find good odds there, but they limit me hard and have done so for years. Because they they used to have a, a weekly bonuses. It was really really tasty when you're when you're building your bank in the beginning, but they stopped all that. And what about Bet Three Six Five? They always had these amazing offers for existing members. It's it wasn't just a welcoming offer, which was I think around two hundred euros or pounds or currency equivalent i think uh which has changed since but they always kept these amazing offers for existing members where you would get a specific amount of money each and every single week and that had a really low rollover requirements as well and i think actually i may be even uh, wrong to say that there was any rollover because i think you you were basically getting the the winnings from that bet it's not something that many bookmakers offer. And when they do, they have these ridiculous rollovers where you would have to roll over $50 at least 50 times or whatever it might be. It's something ridiculous usually, uh, which doesn't make any, any sense to me. Unfortunately, that they don't increase if you start small and then increase because I had a, 
a friend who also had a an account and we started bigger in that one so she got bigger offers than me and i i i, I don't they don't increase it but they they do this um oh what do they call it uh, they call it bet credits i get every every week or so yeah i i don't know when they come i just take it it's free money yeah yeah and then sometimes they have an offer on some of the bigger games um like bets, uh, you need to bet something before uh, pre-match, and then you get a live free bet. But it's not—it's not something I can count on. That's a few true. years ago, it was my second income was the bonuses from all these bookmakers. I feel like new bettors generally struggle with finding the correct bookmaker for their specific needs, and they go with the wrong companies. And what I mean by that, when you go with the wrong bookmaker you're practically going with a bookmaker that's probably going to offer you most of the bets. But there are bookmakers out there which have ridiculous restrictions. You may have a bookmaker which is only going to do specific markets for football. You're going to have a bookmaker which is not going to do table tennis. You're going to have a bookmaker which is going to have ridiculous restrictions on markets. So there are certain bookmakers with specific licenses where they would be limiting live markets for footballs and you would see that across the board for all of the one x bet clones for example where the bookmaker is going to limit each and every single market for a, a specific match down to 50 dollars or 10 dollars and then you're basically losing the edge or the it becomes a bit of a challenge to follow the expert releasing the picks when you are very limited so Instead of one unit, you're going to be able to put only 0.1 unit or whatever it might be, basically losing money in that in that scenario. So what sort of advice would you give for people to pick the right bookmaker? Well, I'm both blessed and cursed in Denmark because uh, I'm limited what kind of bookmakers I can take on unless I want to do all kind of tricks and I don't. Uh, then the, the the books that are that are allowed here, they are kind of vetted and they they are fair and they, your money is secure and so, so so that's that's nice. But I would think when you look for a bookmaker, you go for the bigger ones. Go check some sites that the that are doing uh, oh what you call it when you recommend something doing uh, well trust pilot kind of thing because. You don't know with with some obscure bookmakers popping up. Of course, you, if you if there's a bonus offer, you can take it and then just clean and leave it behind. But if you take a bonus offer and then it's uh, very poor odds and they are not on the on all the the sure bet uh, websites, then it's hard to to get <laughs> get it turned over. So I don't know what what to choose. I mean, it's 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 much a matter of availability. And the rules are different in every country and state, but I think it's, it's it's important to choose a book that offer the markets that you need. And if you can't get a book that offer the, those markets, then you need to change your betting. Would you say it's a wise idea to open multiple accounts with different bookmakers when you're first starting off? At first, no. I I would go with I would think uh, I I would go conservative and and take take one of the big ones to start out big and trustworthy book and then work on from there that's a pretty great advice right there i just want to add a little bit to this uh, from personal observation and experience i've noticed there is a lot of bookmakers popping up right now with similar design 
Those include the likes of Virgin Bed and Mansion Bed, and there's few others. They basically the equivalent of clones of any other websites, but they're using a specific provider, which is why they look in that specific way. And you'll see once you go onto these websites, you'll see exactly what I mean. There's a there's a pattern in how this this website is laid out and how it operates. So this thing aside. This provider, which basically manages all of their bets and all of their markets, all of their live betting, and even, I believe, even their casinos are operated by this provider, has actually gone down for about a week. And all of these websites or the, the equivalent clones were basically down for a week because of a hack. Well, that the cost of uh, of shopping around... I, I can only say go for the big ones, go for the the books that have been in the business for a long time and then uh, when you feel that you you know more then you can then you can go off pissed. So I would love to move on to your system shortly, but before we get there, I have noticed that you've started to rely on the soccer body more and more and the general feedback for the tool is very positive from all of the members. What are some of the things that have attracted you to use it? You asked me about Soccer Body in the last podcast, yes. and and I have, I didn't really use use it at, at first, but mm. then I wanted to check it out and uh, scrape some data and uh, try to see can I use this for something, and I found some some small edges and and then finally I well this uh, system I have Combo X2 and then the, the Bunny's best. Uh, both to score bets, <laughs> very, very easy to say. Uh, they arrived from that, but it took a long time, of course. And and I do very complex filtering, so I need to scrape it to uh, to do the sorting and the the filtering I need. But but when first first when you when you when you use a data source and you get to know it better, then it's it's uh, obvious to try to make more systems of that. And right now I'm working on a system for Overs, uh, testing it live now, and I hope it will be good. Uh, well, it's it, it's easy. When, you, when I scrape the data and I, kept, I keep it, and if I have a, an idea or somebody else have an idea and... I can go back in the in my in my database and check is this performing the way we expect. I feel the general need to mention this every single time someone comes up with a general idea about the system. Random people are going to jump in and give their own opinions and sometimes someone else is going to take your data and start fiddling with it, which I think is absolutely great. It's got this, you know, the power of the community where people have other ideas on how to improve something and then masterminds come together and they begin to work on a system. So going from there, I want to talk to you about the soccer crew, which has definitely helped you with gathering the ideas and the general ideology behind your systems for soccer. Could you tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah, well, the soccer crew uh, i guess it's the it's the daytime <laughs> it's the daytime award uh, a lot of people betting soccer and uh, also a lot of people like to to work with the data uh, and it, it all started with the, the draw systems from alien sebastian and later nerd well i was kind of worried about the 
the one and a half, the X15 progression, because it was heading for a fall, in my opinion. And it, <laughs> so I wanted to kind of try to make other examples of staking and notching a bit, take care, be uh, aware of the risks with this system. And I did a whole lot of, uh, I, I did a big report of data for a month or two and uh, had a lot of discussion. And it kind of st started all this soccer crew thing. And then it went on from there and the draws have been uh, been the, the big point for many people. And I have a lot of discussion with Juha. Uh, he's still working to find some uh, draws and actually lo launching today his J draws. And it looks very, very good. But then uh, at a point, then we started looking at uh, the halftime draws for the selection. I think it was you who, who found that, that they were actually quite good. And then other systems derived from that because we were discussing and also Lee, uh, the red dog, he's also popping up with new trial systems all the time. And then we can crunch the data and it's we have a lot of fun. In my opinion, and I, I hope nobody takes offense when I, when I, when I kind of stick my nose into their, <laughs> into their pics and and stuff and, and test it and try it out. I don't think people would have the right to get angry unless they feel very protective over something that they have developed themselves. But even then, the actions wouldn't justify that. You know, if it's on I... the wall, then it's out there. Yeah. <laughs> You've made a mistake yourself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I've, well, speaking of that, you actually started utilizing the grid system quite a lot as well. And Scotty yes. has been the mastermind behind yes. that. Yes, the grid cult. Yeah. How do you find that? I think grids are amazing. It re it really changed my world when when I finally got around to to understanding the grids and. And you can do you can do grids in so many ways. And actually, the the soccer crew, and mostly driven by Yuha, he has some really good ideas on the grid. Has developed a lot now with the for making grids the systems for for higher odds. Uh, with the grids taking two plus three and three plus three and whatever, depending on uh, on what the odds range are. Because if, if you just do normal grid, the standard grid that Scotty did describe, with odds, uh, like draw odds, like around three, then uh, your, your stakes will just get lower and lower and lower and you will never recover anything. So you need kind of, kind of fill up. So it, it's very important to, to look at your system and your selections, your strike rate, your odds range, and, and then do some back testing and find out what is the right system, what is the right money, money managed for this. And I was thinking about doing kind of a table where you could, uh, like a matrix where you could look up your odds range and your, and your strike rate and see what is good money management that will fit this system. So you have a, kind of easy guide but i never got around on my list i've recently saw you post about your new corner system it's for unders and it's got bunny in the name so i was immediately intrigued so i went in and had a little peek i've been very curious on how people analyze corners and that's something that is for a person like myself 
it seems very bizarre where you can predict the amount of events such as corners to happen in a specific match. And it seems like I would only be able to make that analysis based on knowledge about the wingers in, in the football match and how aggressive team tends to attack from the left flank or the right flank. But although I'm sure you're the type of person who's going to be checking on who's playing in a football match, you will be relying on data sources. So could you tell me what sort of analysis goes into your personal soccer picks? So I found a data source, external data source, and uh, I won't talk too much about what it is anymore because this corners are, is a small market and I'm already moving odds when I place my bets at Pinnacle. So I'm kind of protective of my methods now. Yeah, because otherwise then I, when I have made my selections and I come and the odds are gone. So, uh, and, and Seco don't offer any corner, corner data yet. But anyway, I'm using from one provider, I'm using three different tables and I had spent a lot of time trying this out and, and started with full-time corners and overs and unders and everything. And then I finally, finally found formula that is working. And I think it's the, it's doing really well, this system. And what I do generally, and that goes for all my betting, is that I can, I like to push the limits a little bit. So Americans, they, they, they like this split betting and total betting over under and always the odds are around 1.9. But I like to push it a little bit. I want to get, get odds over two or even more because, yes, maybe they cover the spread, but do they cover it by one point or five points? So why not take that extra, that extra five points and then get a big, bigger odds? It's kind of my philosophy. Uh, and uh, I found that these games when they when i was successful with the unders the corners unders in the halftime sometimes they only had one or two corners so why not push it and then get the better odds and it's well it's working and then i i started doing it the other way around i i, I tried another another table there's some two other tables from the same provider uh, test the overs in full time and it's doing very well as well and here i work with the odds uh, over 3 yeah it's the it's over 12.5 corners because again, if there's a lot of corners in the match, well, they don't stop at 10 or 11. They sometimes make 15 or 20. So why not push the limits? In a scenario where the odds are this high, I feel like it's a very good idea to actually run progressions on these bets. Yes, uh, your strike rate is, of course, a bit lower, but, uh, but it's cheap to do progression. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So, so I, I just use grid. <laughs> yeah, it's, Grid is the way it's to also go, it's also a progression. It's just uh, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a cult now, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it is system. definitely a cult. A cult. Yeah, everyone yeah. I talk to has at least put their fingers in there. Yeah. So we've just discussed the under system, and I can also see that you've devoted a lot of time towards your HTX system, which I believe is the halftime draw system. How does the system work exactly? Uh, well, it, it all started in this draw discussion, uh, mostly with Juha, uh, and uh, he was he was looking at the and the at the halftime draws, and then I I saw the results. I saw there was a lot of uh, halftime zero zeros, so why not take that with higher odds? But then we did some work on that, and we found that wasn't wasn't really profitable profitable anyway it was better just to go clean uh, halftime draws I, I i really like to to know that i 
get value. And that's the problem when you get when you take pics from other people. You don't know what is the value here. Where, well, I, I, I want to know that I got a good deal. So I want some kind of percentage to tell me what should the odds be. And then I can be selective and only take odds that are over because I believe that taking value, then you will win in the long term. Could you tell us how to define value and also how do you calculate it? Uh, well, if let's say you have calculated a chance of an event happening, then you can just say one divided with that percentage and then you have the odds, the fair odds. Uh, it's the same thing that the bookmakers do, uh, but then of course they deduct a little bit on on all the odds so that they will always earn. So uh, if I say I calculate the fair odds to be two point twenty five, then I will add. I can I can choose to add a percentage, or I can choose to just say I want to uh, add extra zero point one every time. Okay, so my target odds it's 2.35. If I can find 2.35 or better, then I take the bet. That's the way. <laughs> but but then when when you when you're looking at value, then it's important to to check that you don't always just get the bad bets because well the the the, the odds are of course adjusted to uh, to the real, uh, to the expected chance, and and uh, you you need to be sure that you're that w- that when you are selecting, that you are selecting behind equal equal chances, and not just selecting the bad one. Well, it gets a bit complicated, but uh, yeah, it's no nothing is easy. <laughs> I was doing some research ahead of time for this conversation, and I have noticed on your forums that you've started a recovery system for one of them. This is kind of personal thing as well because i was fiddling with this two years ago and it was mostly based around confidence levels so when you're doing well for a long period of time you don't obviously need a recovery system but when you're doing when you're starting to do badly for a longer period of time obviously your confidence levels go down and for a system that was revolving purely around human knowledge and human perception rather than statistical analysis how did you apply the recovery system to your systems which revolve purely around numbers how did you backtest this idea and do you feel like each and every system should have a recovery plan Uh, first of all uh, a system should be profitable at flat stakes then you can add some profit maximizing afterwards on top of that, on the top of that, and you can use that kind of profit maximizing. You can use that as also as a recovery. Mm. But the the thing is, with of course, I course of I, I back tested all of this, and it's really walking on a thin line because if you are too aggressive, then you will you, then you will dig yourself down into a slump that you cannot get out of. And if you are too uh, well, too of- offensive, then I know what you call d- defensive, defensive, not offensive, <laughs> defensive. Then you will, you, then you will never recover it either. So it's 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 very difficult to find the right the right the recovery scheme. I think 
so so I, I try to um, I try to use some strike rates and some uh, moving average and so to kind of give me an indicator of now now the system is is really really down compared to what the expected strike rate is I mean you know you need to know some history to know where is the, the threshold and then when you get below this then you can start increasing your stakes slowly softly so it's based on confidence then yeah a little bit yeah based on based on the previous strike rate and then current strike rate and the, the difference in between the, when it reached some certain level mm. then then i start uh, attacking so finally we managed to hit that 30 minute mark and i'm going to ask you this question are you working on any new stuff and i know that you're always working so that is kind of a rhetorical question but go on tell us what you're working on always working yes uh, first of all i'm i'm i'm, I'm working on this uh, soccer body uh, over 2.5 system and then i also uh, dusted off my uh, table tennis uh, data from last year uh, the corona data <laughs> uh, so it's uh, tt revisited revisited and uh, this time i I had a I had a, a decent data sample and uh, didn't need to do bedding or uh, live scrape scraping at the same time. So now I just kind of look from above and uh, take my time. And uh, I get a lot of ideas when I'm in the shower or in the pool. I think water is uh, is good for my brain. <laughs> <laughs> So so maybe I, I leave it alone for a week and then suddenly I get a, an idea and I test it. And the, the state it is in right now is that uh, I found some edges in the data. It's a sample of, well, uh, I think 2,800 matches. So oh, wow. That's, yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, I find, found an, an, an edge uh, for overs in uh, a certain range of overs. And I also found a way to estimate the overs that, that will estimate the line from the odds. And uh, I decided, because the totals in, in bit, bit 365 who have all these matches live, it's the line, the odds are always 1.83 and that's just scream poor value and uh, i don't like poor value so i need to I, I need to get the value in the edge of the system in the selections mm -hmm. and uh, then i decided to try using my edge found edge live instead so i've been working on finding oh look well the, based on first set, if I should go in on the overs or not, for a certain uh, pre-match total line. Mm -hmm. Very, very complex, but easy in the final state. In the final state, it's very easy, and I just have a table. So, and uh, I'm also gathering a lot of uh, totals depending on the results in first set, so I can uh, I can use later on and, and and estimate what will the odds no not the odds the odds are fixed what will the line be 
if first set is 11-5 to the favorite or if it's 12-10 to the dog, what will the line be? And then I can look in my data and see, is there an edge or not? And it's doing well. Quite well. It's almost like you're preparing for another pandemic. <laughs> uh, no, but you know, it, the, the summer break, the summer break in soccer, it uh, was really cool. And I get bored and I don't, if I get bored, if I don't have my daily work, then I get a lot of ideas or I start, start doing some stupid uh, impulsive live betting and I should just keep busy to keep away from that. <laughs> know yourself. Yes. <laughs> uh, of course, I meant as a joke that you're ready yeah. to explain them because, well, God forbid that's going to happen again. Uh, well, but... this was just a trial run. So. <laughs> uh, I think I we was... can expect a, a big one in a, a, within 10 years. Mm. So, yeah. Well, well Thank you so much for, for your time. Yeah, for that, uh, the, the final words. <laughs> on that, and on that bombshell, it's time to end. <laughs> no, you, you always need to be prepared and, and be diversified in your portfolio, I think. And uh, table tennis uh, seems to be very resistant <laughs> to, to catastrophes. Wait, coronavirus doesn't hit certain countries, so... <laughs> no, but it's... I mean, table tennis is, is perfect for, for live trading because there's always always games and you can you can just make a schedule and, and they don't have the, all that rain delay <laughs> seems like your the rain delay is your biggest enemy <laughs> yes it is it is <laughs> it actually it messes with the data doesn't it it does in, in some sort of a way it's... yeah that, sometimes they stop when they're on a tie break and i mean then they come back and and you and it's a whole new game. Mm. Horrible. It's it becomes a coin flip then. Yeah, but but table tennis is genius. I mean, a match takes like fifteen minutes. It's, it's, yeah. It's Quick genius. money. <laughs> Quick money and just over and done with. Yeah. Just like awesome. I, how I like my sport. <laughs> <laughs> Over and done with. I mean, for soccer, it's it's 90, 90 minutes of uh, people running around on grass and nothing happens. And then you have three minutes of overtime and they score like five goals. Why did we Why did we spend 90 minutes? Great. Thank you so much, Mete, for your time. I really appreciate it. This episode has been absolutely great and I'm sure people are going to love it. Most importantly, I had a great time talking to you as well. Always. Yeah, and you too. And I saw you started posting some uh, tennis picks again. Yeah, yeah. trying to get back into the, yeah. the rhythm of it. <laughs> yeah, you have a hard competition right now with the, the becoming. Mm, yeah, he's actually very, 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 very impressive. Very yeah, impressive yeah. results. Really happy for him. Yeah. It's great to see people like that because that always uh, inspires others to, to do better as well. Thank you for listening to our Z-Code Sports Betting Podcast, where insider systems, secrets, and tools are revealed to help you win on sports betting. If you have a comment or question, make sure to visit us at www.zcodesystem.com. Download our free sports prediction tools and join our VIP club to follow winning systems from people who make a living betting sports professionally. And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. See you next time.